Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube channel, chat line, and whatever questions or comments you have, I can respond to them today. All right? YouTube channel, chat line. Hi, everybody. Hi, y'all again. Um, let's see. There was something I want to... Oh, I think eventually, hopefully, this hour I want to talk about what's really going on right now around us because a lot of people are concerned about what's happening and it seems like the world is falling apart. But the first thing I want to bring up is the Bible. How many people believe in the Bible? Okay. And so, so I got at least five people believe in the Bible and the rest of them believe in nothing. <laughs> the rest of them believe in Satan. Um, there is nowhere, and the reason I bring this up because I found this in the Bible to prove my, I don't want to prove it, but to prove my point that you should not believe in the Bible. And it's interesting that there's nowhere in the Bible where it says have faith or believe in the Bible. It does say that the scriptures are inspired by God meaning that he inspired somebody or some men what to think, what to write down. But nowhere does it say believe in the Bible. And yet, everybody and their mama believe in the Bible. And all people who believe in the Bible, their, life, their lives are not working because their faith is in the wrong thing. And you have to be careful with your faith. Whatever you believe in, it controls you. You become it, it become you, and it control you. Whether it's a person, place, or thing. You can believe in your car, and it will control you. For example, you can drive to the post office, believe in your car, and instead of parking in the straight line, you park over the line to make sure nobody hits you. Nobody hit your door with their door. Uh, you you make sure that no one else drive your car but you. Uh, all kinds of things you do with that car because you believe in the car. If you believe in money, you work 24 hours a day, seven days a week for money, and money is never enough. Likewise, if you believe in the Bible, you study the scriptures until the cows come home. You read the Bible, you learn every word, you quote every scripture, and when people are trying to have a normal conversation with you, you're not able to have a normal conversation because you're like, well, First John chapter 1 said this. Well, how, how are you doing today? Blessed in the Lord. You hear people say that? Yes. Blessed in the Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, how was work? Praise Jesus. It was good. I'm like, you know, and that's because you believe in the Bible. But there's nowhere where it says believe in the Bible. It says have faith in God. And the Bible even talks about how you study the scriptures and read the scriptures, but you never come to me. That, this is what God is saying. And, and that's because whatever you, whatever you believe in, that's where your faith lies. It stops right there. But then you tell yourself, well, I believe in God. But you don't, because in that fallen state, you start to make up excuses why things are not working in your life. 
Rather than saying, you know what, I believe in the Bible, but yet my life is not changing. I'm angry, I'm insecure, I have fear, I have doubt, I go to church. So what is wrong with me? I'm believing in the Bible. Why isn't it working? Because if, you, if that's what you're supposed to do, it should be working. But in that fallen state, you don't make a, you know, be honest about it. You make up excuses about it. Like with uh, anger. It is ab- children of God cannot have anger. It cannot have anger. So when I say that to people, rather than trying to understand it so they can overcome it, they say, well, Jesus was angry. You need anger for, for, to fight back. You need anger to get things done. They make up excuses rather than trying to understand why don't I need anger? Because they now believe in anger. It's so amazing how faith works. Um, there are a lot of people who believe in other people leading them. Black leaders or the government or somebody leading them as adults. And because they believe in these people, they are being deceived by those people because their faith is in the person or the people rather than in God. So you have to be really careful how you believe and what you believe in. I want you to turn to John chapter 5, verse 39 through 40. I just happened to find this. I read it before in life. Um, but it really hit home. And I'm thinking, wow, this is good. Because a lot of people believe in the Bible. And before I read it, um, let's go right here. I want to know how did you come to believe in the Bible? Who told you or why do you believe in the Bible? <laughs> Pretty much that's what I was brought up on. So that's why. And now that I think about it, I don't necessarily just believe in the Bible. Because I do not study the word like some people do or like we should. Because I was brought up on it. As God brought me to other situations and experiences and run into other people, I started to clear off my shelf in my wheelhouse. Like, okay, I don't, this isn't working for me. Instead of having like, all of the Bible beliefs sitting there and trying to run my life off yeah, of that, yeah. I started to realize that there's so much more wisdom and knowledge out there or ways that God speaks to you that's not exactly through every scripture you read. Like you said, trying to back up your life with a scripture. You know, you have to have a real relationship with God. And because I was brought up on the Bible and ran into situations and people would present me with new wisdom or knowledge, I actually took the time to think about it and discern it and see, take the meat from the bone from it. So, so, so you don't, you raise your hand, so you don't believe in it. No, yeah, because after you explained it, then I was like, okay, because I only read it, which I still think there's great things. Yeah, we should you read should it. You should go to the Word. <laughs> Another thing, too, you should read it, but not study it. Yes. We've been told to study the Bible. And when you study it, you become an intellectual fool. Because now you have the knowledge of good and evil. You already had the knowledge of evil. And then once you study the Bible and quote the scriptures and remember them, you now have the knowledge of good, but God is not a part of it. And that's the sin. It's the knowledge of good and evil. It's the sin. It builds up your ego and makes you think that you know what you don't really know. It makes you think that you're God. 
And then when you talk to your children about it, they hate you. Because they see that you really haven't changed, but you quote the Bible, you're still mean and nasty. You know, you're still impatient. You're, but you got the knowledge of good and evil. Isn't that amazing? That is, we've been so taught wrong that it's just mind-blowing, and that's why people are not really changing, because if you truly believe in God and believe in God only, your life changes. You fall away from or you overcome that fallen state and you start to live. You really do. But if you don't believe in him, you're just going to stay the same. Maybe you'll do little different things. You might not drink tonight, but you'll smoke a joint. And you'll say, well, at least I'm not drinking. <laughs> or you might not smoke a joint, but you'll drink. And you'll say, at least I'm not drinking. Just make up excuses in that fallen state. Why do you stay with a man that beat you? Because I love him. That's just an excuse, you know. And there's so many excuses. The worst thing that you could have in your life are excuses. You can tell a person's in a fallen state because they have truckloads of excuses. And they know the Bible. And they go to church. And they're Christians. Yes, sir. I thought it was uh, notable to say, you know, in politics... The left always accuses the right of doing things because of the Bible, whether it's abortion, whether it's same-sex marriage, right. well, and, and it has nothing to do with it. That, that, I don't know any conservative that makes a religious argument as far as, oh, in John 5, chapter, they don't say that. They say it's wrong to take a life. Well, some of them say, well, the Lord is not happy with that. Right, but it, I just think it's kind of uh, interesting that you should understand it right. on a very basic level. This is right and this is wrong. And if you need a book yeah. to constantly yeah. refer to, you can't even communicate. You make an interesting point, the left versus the right. The right, in all honesty, is no better than the left. They're really the same. Because the right only have the Bible and they have a head full of knowledge, but they have no power. And the reason they don't have power because they believe in the wrong things. And as a result of believing in the wrong things, they don't have that power because they don't believe in the Father. They have not uh, returned back home to the Father. And so they have the knowledge of the Father, but not the Father. And the, le and the right are some of the meanest people on this side of heaven. They'll turn on you before the left were at times. Isn't that true? And they will turn on you. They don't give you a chance to be wrong. As though they're all right. But if they truly love God and knew him, they wouldn't judge a, a person who was in that fallen state. Or if you make a mistake, they have compassion. They don't accept it as being right, but at least they have compassion about it because they understand the spirit behind it. It's bad. But we've got to change this idea. Our faith should only be in God. Nothing else, no one else. And the interesting thing about that, you can't make yourself believe in God. Now, I can stand here and say, your faith should be in God. And you're like, yeah, okay. But he has to draw you into that. You cannot make yourself believe in God. Isn't that amazing? Because who don't want to believe in God? You know, but of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. We know absolutely nothing. Yes, James. So I want you guys to pull up that scripture. We're going to read it in a minute. 
You brought up anger. Nick is watching online. He says, every time I think I conquered anger, I find myself being angry when my thoughts start drifting and thinking about the past. Sometimes I don't realize it until I've spent most of the day angry. Yeah. Um, never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 as long as you walk this earth, never, 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 never think that you have it. Really. Because thinking that you have it is a setup. Never, ever think that you have it. Because just think about it. If your thoughts are not your own and you're not the creator of thoughts, who is thinking, who is causing you to think that you have it? The deceiver. And he's like, yeah, you got it now. You're over your anger. And you're like, yeah, that's right. And as soon as something come along, you're out and now you're mad because you thought you had it. Never think that you have it. Never, ever, ever think that you have it. Because when you do have it, there's no thinking about it at all. Zero thinking about it at all. You don't have to think about it. Isn't that amazing? I am told, now I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know what the next moment is going to bring. But I am totally loving life. Really, it's just, it's so amazing I can almost boohoo. And it's nothing like what I thought it is to live. It's so, I have many challenges going on, but it's just so different than it was when I had that anger and when I was into thinking and when I was into judging myself and others and when I was trying to provide for myself and all that. It was hell to pay. But it's so sweet now. And I really appreciate the fact that I cannot hate or be angry at my fellow man. A woman. Man mean woman too. I can't. It's not even in me if I wanted to be. Because I see what's going on now. I, I see what's going on with me. And it causes me to see what's going on with others. And that prevents me from holding anything against them. When, when Jesus said forgive them. They know not what they do. I had no idea what a powerful statement that was. <laughs> just think about the stuff in that fallen state that you do to yourself this, this, if you you know think about the past a little bit and how the stuff God has already brought you through and you can't believe you did that you know like wow what was I thinking it's just so amazing I really I, and it's for everybody that wants it you can have it but you gotta get to know yourself yes James Al is asking, how do you overcome the ego and allow God to fulfill you? It seems like the hardest thing in the world to do. You overcome it by admitting that you do have it. And ego is anger, which is the same as judgment, which is pride, which is uh, playing God. And if you know you have it, just relax. Because that's all you need. Only thing he said, confess your sins, right? When you confess that you're playing God, that's all is needed. You don't need to do anything else but pray, you know, the quiet prayer so that you can stay aware. But there's nothing else to do. 
nothing else to do. And that's hard for the ego to believe that there's nothing to do. Because it want to be God. It want to do something. Can you imagine living a life that you get up every day and everything is already there for you to do? Places for you to go is already there. You just do that rather than what's in your head. That's how life becomes. And believe it, there's enough to get into on its own. You don't have to make up stuff. Uh, so do nothing, man. Uh, download the silent prayer and just do that and everything will unfold by itself. Because God draw those that he wants into the kingdom. You can't go in there on your own. You can't go down to the front of the church and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died or born again now you're a Christian. That doesn't work. Because God knows who he wants in there. He's not going to let in angry people into the kingdom. Because that's like bringing Satan back into the kingdom. Why, did you, why do you believe in the Bible? You raise your hand that you do. Joya? Actually, you've covered this portion before, and um, I, I just did it. But I know you've already done this. Right. And so uh, have faith in God. That's what I should do. So it was an error that I raised my hand. But before, when you did it, I did raise my hand, you know, in truth. Saying, oh, you did? Yeah, so I got and you the distinction this morning, now. Too, right now, too. I know. I know. So right. erase that. <laughs> and so you don't believe in the Bible? Uh, I think the Bible is very helpful and inspiring and everything. But when you made when you did the lesson before, it makes sense to have faith in God. You right. know? So that's a direct, you know, I guess, command to have faith in God. So, um Yes, I, as far as like, you know, studying and becoming educated on it, but the way you did the lesson the last time, for me, it superseded saying, I believe in the Bible. I, I don't know if I've ever said that. I say I believe in God and his word. But it, the scripture that you taught, it was uh, to have faith in God. So do you believe in God, in the Bible? Um, I'm going to say no. It's not a current A or B. <laughs> Okay, no. need, this is, you know, it is so important. Uh-huh. It really is. Because if you don't believe in God only, it's not going to work. And really, your life will not change. And so it's just a, you need to know for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's not, a, you know, like, I'm not, it's not, you need to know, you really need to know. And so if you do, be honest about it. But if you understand what I'm saying, it'll start to change. Because uh, you can't to, make yourself believe in God. All right. Okay. So I'm beginning to you notice know, that have have faith in God or just believe in God. So you um, said what now? I, I thought the lesson was that have faith in God. Do you believe in the Bible? I believe in God. Do you believe in the Bible? I believe in God. But I'm asking. You, I'm not asking <laughs> you to believe in God. Uh huh. I believe in okay, so I believe good. I know I believe in the People Bible as God's word. Answer, Put it right? that way. <laughs> I believe in the Bible as God's word. That's not what I asked. <laughs> See you got me the last time too. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. One thing I love about talking to people, they don't know you can hear what they're saying. They don't answer the question. They'll say something so like they're answering the question, and the average person says, okay, good, and they move on. But the person really haven't answered the question. Okay, let's... Uh, and let's and that happens a lot. I'll go ahead and do it. Okay, so... I'll go um, ahead and do it. <laughs> just to move on. Yes, I believe in the Bible as God's word. Oh. 
She thinks she says something cute. No. Yes, I believe in the Bible. That's no. God's word. You said you said that I didn't. You think I'm doing something cute. I just so did it. You were the one you to believe characterize in the Bible it. as God's word. Yes. Interesting. And why do you believe in the Bible as God's word? Uh, because it's inspired scripture. It was inspired. Inspired by God uh, for men to write. So what else? Inspired by God for men to write. And and that's why you believe in the Bible? Uh, Yes, because um, it's, you know, it's good to read things. Like I can, you know, have my intuition, you know, or, you know. Why is it good to read things? Uh, because it elaborates and explains things that you um, may know a little bit about, you know, some some portions of it, right. or and even give you new information on something that you hadn't thought of at all. Okay. It is good to read things, but not to hold on to what you read. Don't try to remember it. It'll, it'll make you go nuts. You know, uh, Bond has been around, my nonprofit been around 27 years. And several kids have grown up in the organization, gone off to college around the country, and they went off with common sense, and they went into the schools, and they started reading and studying, and they went nuts. They lost all common sense because they started under pressure. They were made to remember what they read. And it's been hard for some to return to common sense because they're so much a part of what they read that they have gotten away from the common sense way of knowing things. It's really, and that's what happens when you read the Bible. You get away from common sense, and now you have this knowledge, and it just drives you nuts. I would never, I'm talking about me, Jesse Peterson. I'm not suggesting that you don't do it. I would never, ever, ever, as long as I walk this earth, marry a woman that knows the Bible. I wouldn't do it. Because now you're marrying a woman that knows, have the knowledge of good and evil, or a woman that, I, would, I mean, if I were a woman, I would never marry a man that knows the Bible. It's going to be the worst mess. Because all he or she would do is quote scriptures, drive the kids crazy, and don't have any patience, no light or nothing, and everybody go nuts. And if you don't believe me, look in these Christians' homes. The proof is there. I'm not making this up. The kids hate their parents who are into the scriptures. But the parents say, oh, you're just mad because God said they're going to hate those who love him. <laughs> They'll make that up. Isn't that amazing? But that's how the devil is. He's there to always deceive you. Always. Always, always. Go ahead. I just want to say something quickly about the, uh, the scripture and uh, quoting it. Yeah. I knew someone who did that. You know, that was that person's way of life. Yeah. And um, you would say something, uh, well, that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. And, and so you couldn't get anywhere with them because that's the, they, you know, really catch you off guard and intimidate you with the scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that type of thing. So When they so say that's not what the Bible says, then you say, okay, goodbye. Uh, yeah. Because you're not going to have a real conversation. Uh, that is true. And yeah. then I, I remember one. there was one conversation when the person said, uh, did it say it may happen or it will happen? Uh, I mean, they were just into the detail like that. Yeah. And then I was thinking, I said, well, it just depends on who the translator was, you know, which yeah. words they decided they were going to approve to put in the Bible. You know, so anyway. <laughs> Another thing, too, when you call a Christian home that knows the Bible and they're not home, well, there's cell phones now. 
they say, praise the Lord, this is whoever it is, glory be to Jesus, or something, on their message, who put that on their message machine? Have you ever called someone like that? I'm thinking of someone right now in my head, I called their machine, they got this biblical message on it, and they're as mean as hell. I mean, as mean as they can come, nobody can stand them. It's just so crazy, but they're caught up with the knowledge of good and evil. And I do want to say this. The Bible is the word from God, but it's not the word of God. The word of God is written in our hearts. It's made flesh. It's written in our heart. And so a lot of people start with the Bible because they don't know that the word is written in their hearts. And it's that word that guides us through life. You're not going to always walk around with a Bible in your hand. Well, some people do. But normal people don't. And so you need the word in your heart to guide you. You know, when you're out there dealing with issues of life and when you're in the world, you need that light written in your heart so it can guide you through life. But if you think the Bible is the word of God, you got to wait until you get home and pray and read the Bible. And God, he never leaves us. He's always with us. And so he's putting it in our hearts now. And that's where it is. And the, the Bible is just a road map back to that. He tells you where to look. The kingdom of heaven is within. You know, the word is made flesh. It's not, it's with us. But if you're still in that fallen state or you've been brainwashed, you don't know that it's with you. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, yes, oh, I got it right here then, James, right here. So when you mentioned earlier that um, the right, the, you know, the, the people of the right believe in the Bible and the people of the left also believe in the Bible, they just see it differently. That's, well, I didn't say that the people of the left believe in the Bible. Well, some of them I, do I quote they, the scriptures yeah, do, to yeah. throw back at us like, um, you oh, know, yeah. how to take care of the when poor. When God is love, or they say, when God said, don't judge. Right, or they'll say... They'll quote the Bible. Or they'll turn it um, negative and but say... But Satan will quote the Bible, too. True. So, when you say, do you believe in the Bible or not, it's, it's a question that starts with... I mean, it's a little deeper than that. It's like, do you believe in your intellect? Because whether you're on the right or left, if you read the Bible, you're going to interpret it from that intellectual, either the right intellect or the left intellect. Right. You know, and you're going to come up with, you're going to lack in, in a lot of things. You That's know, for sure. Like you said, yeah. the power. Yeah. We should have power and authority to overcome anything. We shouldn't keep going through this mess in relationships and friendships and other ships. You know, I've seen men and women get out of relationship, Christian men and women, They'll get out of one relationship that was horrible. But they'll go right to the, another one, which is still horrible. I'm like, why are you doing that? But they think, somehow or another, I think they think this is going to be better. And it's because they can't see what they're getting into. I tell, like I tell guys all the time now, when you're dating, don't spend your money on the woman. You know, buying her trips and hotels and 
shoes and socks and underwears and at all these expensive restaurants, and they're like, yeah, that's true. But they'll go out and do it again. They're like, I had a bad experience that is so right, that is so true. And so they'll break up with this. The girls do it. Well, the girls don't pay. They play. <laughs> Isn't that right? They are players when it comes to that money. Especially younger generation, uh, 50 and down. They are player, player, players. A girl know how to get a man money today, like, I saw a guy giving his money, and I'm like, I'm thinking, don't do it, don't do it. He was being played, and he did it. And then when the girl left, I'm like, you a fool. And then he realized it. But you got to be aware, all this stuff is not normal. It's not going to bring good relationships together. It's not going to bring you peace. It's not going to do anything but destroy you. Yes. It seems the struggle is, you know, um, of observing the intellect, and then, but then going right back to it. You know, uh, when you want what is, you want, I'll, like I'm talking about myself. When I want oh, what okay. I want, I'll go to the intellect. When I want to be holy, I'll like put it off and go, oh no, that's the thought. I'll just, I'll just let that go by. Yeah. But when it presents me with something that I want, then I'm like, okay, tell me more. Let's, you know, then I get in a conversation with it or I'll listen to it and I'll do what it, yeah. what it suggests. But then on other times, I'm like, oh, no, you're evil. I'll just let you, you know. And it's like um, I seem to be playing well, just suffer. both sides. Yeah. Suffer and die because that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, does this make sense to you? You make sense to me. In what way? You said I mean well, I, 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 uh, I love I love how you challenge people out of their comforts yes. their comfort zones. Okay. Yeah. Because I agree with you that the, that the static thinking leads to these hard hard positions. That's right. And the, the longest journey uh, uh, I know of is from the head to the heart. And the Lord spoke to that. He said He'll write His law. In our hearts. And they really are in our heart. They are there. It's so amazing to know and live by it. Really, they are there. They're literally there. And it's nothing like what you can ever imagine. So don't even try to imagine those laws that render your heart. They will be given to you as you're living your life every day. Even when you're doing nothing, they're given to you. It's so amazing. It's, uh, you were here last Sunday for the first time, right? Pardon? Were you here last Sunday? Yeah, yeah. That was your first time here? Second. Second time. So did anything, did I give an assignment? Not to me. <laughs> I told you guys not to do something yeah. for one week. What was that? Don't overreact. Oh, yeah. I said don't overreact for one week, from last Sunday until this Sunday. Remember that? No. You don't remember? But, oh. I, but I did it. You did what? I, I practiced it. I, I, I got your uh, silent prayer tape. Oh, okay. And I think I listened to it for maybe four or five hours. Wow. And, and did it, it help it, you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I followed the assignment without remembering. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't overreact. Oh, good. I don't remember what, overreacting. What always. was it like not to overreact? Well, it's peaceful. It's calm. Yes, here it is. You know, uh, there's a lack of stress. Yes. Uh, no stress. No, no stress. That's right. Yeah. 
Wow. And it's funny, too. Interesting. When you're not overreacting, Satan is telling you to overreact. They're doing this to you. They're saying this about you. They're embarrassing you. They're this or that. And you can see him talking to you, but he has no power. He cannot get you to overreact. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Really nice. Yes, ma'am. So what? I said I overreacted. Take the mic. I overreacted this morning when you asked me that question. Which question? About if you believe in the Bible? Yes. How did you overreact? Uh, by um, not saying yes or no. Yeah. yeah. And what made you not say yes or no? Um, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you Maybe need it was to pay, that voice. <laughs> you need to pay attention to what's preventing you from being honest. And once you see it, it changes right away. That's why you got to know thyself, be aware of yourself. Did you find John uh, 5? Yes. 39, read it for me. 39 to hold that forward, Joel, while she reads. Oh, dear, wait a minute. I changed the page. Let me get uh, back to it. I'll come back. Okay. Did you find it? Oh, he's asleep. Uh, who found that? Who has it? You have it, Raymond? John 5, 39, you say? Yeah. You don't have it. I got it. All right, let's go here. Okay, me? Okay. <clears throat> okay, this is, from, this is from the King... I just asked you, were you asleep? Yes. Uh, the New King James Version, um, verse 39. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Amazing. You search the scripture and you still don't have eternal life. It's so amazing. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I just you, got it when you said it. You read the Bible, you know the scriptures. You, I had a guy who mean well, because he might be watching. And he liked me a lot. He believed what I'm saying. But he called me up and he meant well. He said... Uh, I really like you, and I believe that. I read the Bible seven times, and it's not true that you don't have anger. And I'm like, wow, anger is not eternal life. You are, if you have anger, you don't have eternal life. You search the scriptures, and yet you don't come to me. You have not eternal life. And mine says... You pour over the scriptures, believing that in them you can find eternal life. It is these scriptures that testifies to me. So the scriptures are just testifying about this guy. This man who came and did great things, made it possible for you to overcome. It, it didn't come so you could believe the scriptures or believe in them. And anybody here has eternal life? You have eternal life? No. Where is it? Where, where is it? Uh -huh. It's in my faith. In your faith, what does that mean? My faith? Uh -huh. I, I believe that uh, Jesus was who he said he was. And I believe that uh, he, uh, I don't want to say called me, but uh, I think he's called all of us to those that want to hear. He said uh, that them that hear, they will hear my voice. For them that see, they will see me. And and uh, I'm the shepherd. How do you how so do you find? I believe I believe that statement. 
How do you find eternal life? In him. And how do you find it in him? In his what? In his death. How do you find it in his death? How do I find it in his death? Because he, he said in his death that to all that came to him in his death, and you know, this is really difficult to, to do like this for me, but the, the, the centrality is his, his, that we're in the fallen state. We all, we, you and I agree on that. And to be lifted out of this fallen state, somebody had to pay the price. And he paid the price. I believe that. How do you know that you have eternal life? How do I know I have eternal life? Yes. It's a faith statement for me. A faith statement I, I for just, you? Yeah, it's a faith. I, I believe he was who he said he was. Okay. And I believe he was, uh, he, he, he was the visible God on, on this side of life and on the other side of death. I believe. The, That's uh, too is, much. Pardon? That's too much. What's too much? All the stuff you're saying. Well, I'm just because I'm just reciting the history of his life. Right, but I didn't ask that. I asked, how do but that's, you know? That's why I believe in it because that that testimony has come down for thousands of years now. That it came down from whom? From from Paul. Oh, I see. So you believe it because they said it. Yes. Oh, I got you. Yes. Okay. Eternal life. Jesus Christ. Well, I also believe it because the manifestation of his his power has touched me more than once, and I can't deny that. Yeah. Let me just say, just respond to something you said, yeah. because a lot of people do that, which you just did. That is just Christian talk. It's a, when you join the club of Christianity, you learn the language, and they all have the same language. And but and then and and they hear when they hear it does nothing for them. But it sounds good to the one that's speaking it, but it's empty words to those who hear it. Now those who hear they can pretend like they got it. Because who wanna say that they don't have it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially if you said all that about the blood and and Paul said this, who's gonna sit in a church and say, Oh, I didn't get that? You know what I'm saying? But they don't get it because it's an intellectual knowledge. Yeah, I think he spoke to that when he said that we have, we have spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. Right. And I've seen things how do that you are know, un- one more time, Because of time, how do you know you have eternal life? Because he promised it. Oh, okay, I promise you $100 next week. Well, but you're not Jesus. I'm not going to give it to you either. <laughs> <laughs> This is so good. Isn't it good? Do you have eternal life? That sounds like a trick question. That sounds like a trick question. Uh, You're a Christian, right? Yeah. Do you I have mean, eternal life? I won't really know that, I think, till I expire, but I would like to think, yes, I do. You won't know it until you expire? Well, not tangibly. If... And why do you think that? Because I can't speculate what's going to happen after I die, but I, I assume that I would have eternal life. And what is eternal life to you? Um, I guess the simplified version would just be heaven. Heaven? Mm-hmm. Living forever. But heaven is here, too. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> like, okay. how to respond that. Do you know that heaven is on earth as well? Yeah, I've heard that. I kind of understand the concept. And what is the concept? Just that, you know... And this is not a test. Relax. Yeah. We are fellowshipping. Aren't we, Franklin? Yes. We're fe- you need to delete the messages off your answer machine. I do. Yeah, it won't take messages. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to tell you before I forgot. Go ahead. You know, it's somewhat like a riddle to me. I... Uh, <laughs> Heaven on earth, uh, I think it, it's kind of like living every day. Like you said, just we're very happy. You kind of have that security of knowing what's to come. You're not living your life in anger, things like that. So, I Are you guess, guessing? No, no, the anger part. I mean, I, I love my life. Over the last year or so, it's just gotten more and more to where I understand things that you were saying. You know, I've watched you for a year or so on YouTube and just... Uh, not having any anger and, and having forgiveness and things like that. I mean, life is just so much better. It's just incredible. So, and once you get over it completely, it gets much better. You start to live. You really, really do. Um, what does eternal life mean? Does it say in the Bible what it means? Oh, what mean, is eternal life? Yeah. I what is find it? it right now. Here, find it for me. All right. And then we'll come back. Let me know you have it. Yes. And then, Dave, you have something for me too, right? A couple things about parents. Oh, okay. I wanted to say that uh, whenever people quote Scripture or quote the Bible, they're using the argument from an authority. What they're saying is, I have authority over you. This is the Word of God. I'm going to speak for God. It's that controlling mama spirit that no one, like, if I had a problem, I would never be like, where is the nearest person with the Bible to tell me like, you know, what verse I need to be speak like, listen, reading right now. On the contrary, you have a biblical question on Sundays. Sometimes you're like, hey, let's look at this verse. And what do we think about it? It's the opposite of like slamming it down on someone from, yeah. a, from a place the of authority. One thing I want to make sure we do too, let's not judge the people that enter the scripture. I'm not saying you are judging them. Okay. But because they only go about what they've been taught all their lives. You know, the, the mothers teach them that. Then they go to church. They learn that the Bible is it. It's the word of God. You should remember it and get into it. And, and, and they just don't know. You know, because I remember there was a time when I was taught that too. And I was trying to remember the scriptures and, and be like everybody else and quote them. And I just couldn't remember them. I, I, I colored my Bible. You know, I had red, pink and green, all kind of colors. Because I wanted to remember the scripture, but he didn't allow me to, and I'm so grateful now. So they just don't know. They really. That's why I'm bringing this up, because I run into so many people who have serious arguments with me about not believing in the Bible. I, I agree. They they don't know, and I think that's kind of what I'm saying. If you think about it for a moment, you're trying to speak for God. Yeah. When you do the Bible, then you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have a question, Raymond? Yeah. Oh, okay. Real fast. I'll make it quick. It sounds like all too often a lot of people are using the Bible as a we- uh, weapon to protect them, uh, protect their ego. Is that um, is that uh, is that usually the norm when people start uh, trying to study the Bible? Well, I don't think that they're doing that. They don't know they're doing that. That's not. No, I doubt if anybody pick up the Bible and say, "Hey, let me read the Bible so I can feed my ego." They, it's just been taught 
from generation to generation. That's why it happened that way. Did you find it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I found something that uh, goes to your point and goes to the future point. Um, it says in the uh, Gospel of John, uh, differs from the letters written by Paul in that it emphasizes eternal life as a present possession. So if I possess it now, I, pres I possess it later. Eternal life is right here, right now. It's done. We already have it. But you just don't know it. You're looking over here for it. You're looking over there for it. You're looking in the Bible for it. When you already have it, it's here right now. And you're not going to know that until you forget about all that you know and just come into the presence of God. Then you will know that you have eternal life. It's so amazing. It's right here, right now. It's already done. It's not something to come later. It's already done. Can you imagine living a life without knowing that you already have eternal life and you spend all your life trying to get it? And then you die and you're going through that white light thing and you see your whole life and you see, oh, I had eternal life and didn't know it. Joel, you went through that light one time, right? Do you die and go to heaven or something? No. <laughs> oh, you were the other no. way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have a question, though. Yes, sir. Um, when you say that we do have it within... Let me say this about eternal life. When you, when you come into the presence of God and you become a son or daughter of God, life doesn't stop. If anything, it starts. It doesn't mean you can't date. It doesn't mean that you can't have fun and enjoy your life. It doesn't mean that you can't go to Mexico and go ride your bike. It doesn't mean any of that. You still can have fun. You can do well in business. But the, but the thing that changes is your relationship is with the right source, and you're not, finding, you're not finding these things as a relationship. You're not losing yourself in people, places, and things. You're still going to have some great fun, and you'll be free. You won't hate your fellow man. If someone says something about you, it won't bother you. It doesn't get to you. So it's not like, because I used to think, if I became a Christian, life's going to be boring. And it will be boring the way that I have been taught. Because they try to get you to, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, don't have sex, don't drink, don't do nothing, right? So you try not to do all these things, call yourself a Christian, but you're miserable. Because you're trying to will these things to me. And that's not what Christianity is. So it's not, it doesn't mean it's, life is like great when you return to your original state. It really is. And I have to say that because a lot of people, especially young people, they don't want to be a Christian because it seems like a dead life. And it's not. It's so much fun. Yes, James. I have a person asking about his parents. Matter of fact, when you look for eternal life somewhere else, you're leaving it. You're departing from it. Everything that we, our true self, has already been done. It already is. Isn't that amazing? But you're blind and can't see that. Joe, did you ask your question? No. Oh, you're about to ask me a question. What happened? Um, now that you say that, and then you 
say you just said that it's within. Yeah. That's still not enough, right, to look at it and be like, okay, I have it now. Because there's still, you still have to do something to get over it. Like what? I mean, like, how is it? I mean, you still have to forgive. Like you always say, you have to get rid of the anger. Yeah. So knowing it is just knowing it, but just knowing you have it is not going to get you over it. No, knowing you don't have it gets you in. Knowing you don't have what? Eternal life. You have not accepted it. But knowing that it's within isn't enough. No, just because I said it isn't enough. You got to see it for yourself. And the way you see it for yourself is to know thyself. Once you know yourself, everything else becomes clear. You got to know yourself. You got to keep an eye on yourself to see what's going on. And all you have to do is see what's going on. And it's God who allows you to see what's going on. You can't even see what's going on by yourself. You can't make yourself see yourself. Have you ever tried to make a person see themselves or see that they're wrong? It's like trying to kill a pig without an axe. <laughs> Have you ever tried to kill a hog without an axe? An axe? You need an axe so you can hit him in the head with the back of the axe. Anybody, we used to kill hogs the end of every year, like around December, so we could store a food for the winter. And so we would catch the hog, and there's another person, while you're holding the hog, Another person have the axe and take the axe and turn it around and hit him in the back of the head and knock him out. And then when they're knocked out, you cut the throat. <laughs> Does that sound like fun? You, you guys are like you're having a hard time with that one. <laughs> have you ever done that? In the pink blouse? Uh-huh. You never kill a hog, killed a hog? No. Would, would you like to? I don't know if I want to kill it, but I would like to see how it would work out if I killed maybe like a pig and stored the meat for the Yeah, it's know. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never Yeah. I went to, um, what's the name of Esteban? So I'm going to have to take you to Alabama so you can kill a pig. We went to Esteban. What's the name of that, that cafe? A Colombian food. We went to Col- uh, a Colombian restaurant. Anybody ever gone to one? Stay away. They eat food that makes your blood pressure go up just like that. <laughs> That's about like, I got high blood pressure. I got high blood pressure. Let's go to a, 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 a what kind of restaurant? Columbia. Columbia restaurant. So we went to this restaurant last weekend, and they serve everything that kills you. They had white rice. They had a, a pork skin this long with big fats and chunks put meat onto it and they slash it so you can just bite it off and it, it, the skin was so hard it'll break your teeth and then they have uh, sausages that pork sausages all pork and then they have white what do they have bread that was white right uh, corn cake or something. a corn cake that was pure white <laughs> and it reminded me growing up in Alabama who we used to eat like that we ate everything that was wrong Fort would kill you, by the way. Yes. Mary, did you have your hand? Yes. Go ahead. Let me go to her real fast. And then I'll come to you, James. Oh, I just wanted to read this part of the scripture, um, John eleven twenty five. Jesus uh, said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
He that believeth on me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth on me shall never die. Thank you. We were not created to die. We really were not made to die. He came. He conquered death. He took the sting out of death. We should be living forever. And if we stop eating the pork and the white food, we can live forever. No, if you get rid of your anger and live right, you can live forever. I know. Mine too. My grandmother ate pork. I think she died at 100 and something. And she took the pig with her. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to take some ham hops with me here. Yes, Jay. Omar, so you, you're totally right about that. Omar's asking, Jesse, how do I get my parents to understand that their anger and drinking problems are actually because of their past problems, not just something that can get out of hand at times? Yeah. You do it by not trying to make them see that. You become a living example of what you want them to be, to become. You tell them the truth and leave it alone. You cannot force anyone to accept truth. And so they may have to die that way. Nothing you can do about it. Don't always preach at them about it. Just become a living example and they'll see it and either they'll change or they won't. And nothing you can do about it, Omar. Because in, in the scripture it says only a few are going to find that straight and narrow path. Most people go by the wayside anyway. So that means family members, friends, and the cat, the dog, and there's nothing you can do about it. So don't worry about it. You tell them the truth, then leave them alone. Because if you try to force it on them, they're going to reject you. And why throw pearls to a swine anyway? Don't give it to them if they don't want it. And that's another mistake that Christians make. They learn that Bible, and they try to choke you with it. And if you don't accept it, they call you names and, and, and go out and talk about you and everything. But so don't force it. If they don't want it, it's on them. God is not going to force it on them. And he's not going to miss any sleep if you don't accept it. It's totally up to you. So leave it alone. All right. One more. One last one. Yeah, one last one. How do we know for sure that we've returned to our original state? How do you know for sure? When you return, you will know. And I don't want to tell you how you know, but you will know. I, I do. Well, I don't want to tell you that either, because if I tell you that, you'll start acting it out. I can tell them a sign of what it is, and they'll start acting it out, thinking that they have it. Because Satan will make them act it out as though they have it. But you will know when you return to the Father, when you return to your original nature, you will know it. You will know it. Believe me. It's so, it's so good. But you got to, as someone mentioned, you got to let the anger go. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. Nobody, nobody is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven with anger. So as long as you hold on to that anger, you're outside of uh, the tree of life. You're outside of the kingdom of heaven. And you have no peace at all. Happiness is not peace. Peace lasts forever. Happiness lasts until the next situation comes along. Peace lasts forever no matter what you're going through. So here's what I recommend. That you download the, the silent prayer and just know that you don't know and just Pray. You, you'll see what to do. 
And then um, practice being aware in the presence of God. He's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's here right now. And you don't have to worry. Don't be listening to the lies. Just live your life. Speak up, but don't resent. All right. It's so simple and it's so easy. But it's only for those who truly wants it. Most people don't even want it. They pretend they want it. It sounds good. Oh, it would be nice to live without anger. That's not enough. You have to seek first in the kingdom of God and his right way. You have to love him with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. Then it'll be yours. All right? I really appreciate you all tuning in. We need your support. Don't forget to sponsor, tithe, or donate to us by going to rebuildingdemand.com or call 800-411-BOND. Also, listen to the radio show. Excellent stuff. And I do want to say, and I made a note, I want to mention, everything that's happening in society right now, you see a lot of people overreacting. You see a lot of attacks, physically and mentally, uh, physical and mental attacks happening. That's good. Don't freak out. Even in life, you have to go through some stuff before you realize how to get it right. So all this stuff that's happening right now is not a bad thing. And I, a lot of people tell me, I'm worried about what's happening. People are fighting. I've not seen so much anger. I've never seen it. It's good that it's happening. So instead of freaking out, pay attention and don't judge it. Don't be afraid. Speak up, but don't hate. And it's amazing. Any other announcement, Jay? Men's Forum, November 2nd, this Thursday. Oh, yeah. We have the Men's Forum this coming Thursday, the first Thursday of every month. And you don't want to miss this one. Do they, Joel? No. They can't hear you. No. <laughs> I have a special something for the men. It's going to be mind-blowing. And I can't wait. So you don't want to miss this Thursday night at 7 p.m. And it's for all men. And the third Thursday night is for ladies and every Sunday morning for everybody. So I appreciate you tuning in. And if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You don't need but two sessions at most, at best. All right? So call us for counseling. Have a good week, and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. The kingdom of heaven is at hand.